You have just tuned in to the Cowbell Factors podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Sierra Holt, Director of Agency Marketing for Cowbell Cyber, Cyber Insurance Made Easy. Cowbellers, I am ecstatic about our new guest that we have for this season. Like, I, I truly, truly made one of the greatest friends in 2020 because, you know, we were all locked inside for most of 2020, but I still managed to make a friend <laughs> right before the world locked down. And I am so excited to have him on the show today. Senior analyst at Forrester's, a very respected research firm in the insurance industry. Let's give a warm cowbell welcome to Jeffrey Williams. Welcome, Jeffrey. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the bell, but um, that, that's awesome. Um, Cowbellers <laughs> and the bell. I love that little touch. Um, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Alexis, for inviting me to the podcast. Um, elated to be here and I think you're spot on. 2020 was a really, was a really tough year for, for so many of us. Uh, you know, certainly for me and in, in the stuff that I write about, it was a, a almost a game changing year um, for the insurance sector overall. So we're really happy to be here to talk about like me a little bit of my perspectives on the industry insurance industry overall um, and talk a bit, bit about cowbell and where you guys are, are really fitting in into this ecosystem of uh, transformation that's happening uh, across the industry. So, so thanks for having me. Yes, yes, yes. We're so excited to have you. So I think it'll be helpful for our audience, Jeffrey, if you can tell them a little bit about your background and why, you know, you have been literally put in this position to be more of an expert when it comes to the insurance industry and your perspective at Foresters as a senior analyst. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I'll say, you know, I've been in the financial services industry about 25 years now. Um, I can't say that when I started off, when I embarked uh, like out of business school on, on my financial career journey, that I envisioned that I would be a, like in the insurance sector as an analyst. You know, I graduated uh, you know, 20, 20 odd years ago. And the goal was when I graduated was to be an equity analyst. So, you know, I had dreams of visiting New York City, ringing, you know, ringing the, uh, the, the New York Stock Exchange bell. Uh, and, you know, that kind of world, right? You know, the world we look yeah. at with all the glamour and the guys riding around in Ferraris. So that was <laughs> that was the ambition after business school. Uh, and so I graduated, you know, I had a few years of success in, in, as an equity analyst. But uh, 2009 had a, a different plan for me. Um, so you know, the, the bank that I worked for at the time, uh, you know, actually went under. Uh, and so I was in, in a market, in a job market that was super complex. Uh, it was super challenging in terms of being able to really find work. Um, but fortunately, you know, this, this network that I had built up, uh, you know, along the way, I, I was able to land uh, at PwC. Um, I remember this like it was yesterday in, in Tampa, Tampa, Florida. And it was there that I actually embarked on my uh, on my insurance journey. Uh, I remember I was talking to one of my directors there, and they were trying to determine a path for me. Like they wanted to put me either in two sectors: it was retail or insurance. And I remember them asking me, um, Jeffrey, we think we want to put you in the retail sector because you have retail background as an equity analyst, but we want to make, mm -hmm. leave it to you to make the choice. And I was like, Well, man, I mean, nobody wants to do insurance. Insurance has this this bad uh, connotation around it as being boring. 
I want to learn more about this sector. And so I, um, I embarked on like my, my journey as an insurance analyst, probably about 13, 14 years ago. Um, and I tell you, it's been a journey ever since. So I was at PwC for about four years, uh, supporting the global insurance practice there. Uh, so a lot of, so if you don't know anything about PwC, they are a, uh, a global audit, audit, uh, and I guess IT consulting shop. Um, you know, and, and they, they pretty much, you know, they have clients uh, in any, all the verticals, right? I mean, you think about a, a Fortune 500 company, they're probably a client of PwC. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, my sector alignment was insurance. And, um, and so I really, I worked with the partners there to build the, the consulting IT business. So got really smart about technology transformation at insurance companies uh, during my time at PwC. I left PwC and then I joined EY for a promotion, right? And then it's much of the same thing, helping the global business just build strategy around uh, insurance technology. So really smart about insurance technology. Uh, and I brought that to Forrester about three years ago. So I've been at Forrester you know, for three years now. And my focus here is really on a lot of different things, right? So it's InsureTech, uh, which is where you guys fall in, um, in, in into play, obviously, but also help uh, insurance sector clients really digitize, like, and we think about digitizing a business, what does it mean? Well, the way that I write about it, it means that you're digitizing the customer experience. So you're looking at your customer and really being smart about that customer and bringing to them the capability that they expect from you as a insurer. So I help customers think about that. I also help customers think about innovation. And so one of the bigger things I'm going to be talking about today, obviously with you, uh, Alexis, is this research I'm writing on connected insurance which is the future of insurance is the way that I think about it. Um, and so I'm excited again, I'm excited that I'm in the insurance sector. There's so much more to that needs to happen in our, in our industry. I'm super excited that there's so much uh, like, like this, this enorm this groundswell beneath us that is propelling us into a new world. Um, but we're still early days and it's companies like Cowbell, which is why I'm glad I'm on this podcast that are helping to usher in, a new way to think about pricing products, um, bundling products, et cetera. So, so anyway, glad to be here. Yes. And we are excited to have you. Listen, I'm really excited because I finally have the opportunity to chat with someone who is just as passionate about insurance as I am. I know we're, <laughs> we're a very small group of people <laughs> who yes, really are. like talking about insurance. I think every time we connect we are just doing a deep dive into what's going on in the industry. So I'm excited to kind of let everybody else in onto our conversations uh, that we normally have one-on-one. -on -one. So I think this is going to oh, be yeah. a really good conversation for everybody. You know, I know that Cowbell has really been ahead of its time, um, you know, in our approach to digital distribution in the insurance industry and, you know, and finding opportunity during a pandemic due to all of the cyber attacks that happened. You know, when I met you in mm -hmm. early February 2020, we were at another um, insurance conference. Um, you know, you were really talking a lot about the insurance industry needing to go digital. And then literally, probably a month later, the world went on lockdown and an industry... An industry that normally would never be trying to go and convert that fast had to immediately pivot sooner than they were planning to. So, yep. you know, so, you know, oh, with yeah. the industry, the entire industry yep. having to pivot so quickly, what would you say is the future of insurance and the insurance distribution? 
Yeah, you know, um, man, I mean, I tell you, like, just thinking back to 2020, I mean, I still can't believe what happened during 2020 yeah. happened, right? I mean, the world was on pause um, and just so much changed in that time. And we're still dealing with the remnants of, of, the, of, of the pandemic. I mean, it's still everywhere around us. We can see that when we walk out with people with masks on and hopefully, you know, you're wearing your mask to be protected. But, um, but no, we're still dealing with uh, this, this pandemic and insurers learned a lot um, during, during the pandemic. Um, you know, I think that before the pandemic, before the pandemic, there was a bigger focus on, uh, you know, financial metrics, but then during the, uh, the pandemic and out of the pandemic, I think insurers have grown to become more appreciative of the relationship that they have with their customer. And now they're being smarter about how they're deploying technology to, uh, to help that customer and just be smart about the customer. Like I said, we're still so early days in this, uh, this journey, this digital transformation. And when you think about digital transformation, it can mean so many different things. Um, you, you can think about digital transformation as it relates to the insurance value chain, which, you know, of course, is marketing and sales, it's underwriting, it's claims, it's policy administration, it's renewals, it's engagement. Um, you know, what, is, what does digital transformation mean for, for the value chain? It's a big question that, you know, insurers are having to struggle with and work through. Uh, what does it mean for your customer? So you think about the customer buying journey, that customer life cycle, uh, like what does digital transformation mean for that? And so insurers are, are right now grappling with a world where the customer has certainly changed, their expectations have certainly changed, and it's up to insurers to keep pace with that. Um, and the customer expects certain things. I mean, you know, this Amazon approach to the world, uh, you know, it, what it means for consumers is that they become oh, like more conscious of ease, like being able to price shop or for things or, or bundle shop for things, being able to get deliveries to your door next day. Um, that has certainly transformed not just the retail space, but the way consumers think about their insurers as well. Uh, and so it's, it's incumbent upon, you know, companies like Cowbell to really develop the solutions that are going to lead us into tomorrow's world where the customer is going to expect uh, like personalized, um, you know, personalized uh, solutions and products that fit their needs, their yeah. risk needs, that match where they are in their journeys. They're not going to want to be like put into this pool where, you know, pricing is not transparent. They wanna, they're going to want to know what they're buying. And, and so that, that world is going to be one that's going to leverage IoT. It's going to leverage uh, artificial intelligence, big data analytics to really be smart about the, the, like how data is being deployed how it's being, uh, how it's being uh, uh, surrounded or how it's being used to surround the customer to get that customer what they need. And that's business and, and retail customers, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure because, you know, I just think it's really important, you know, for, you know, for us to truly, truly find ways to be innovative in this market, in the climate that we have right now where everyone had to transition um, to more digital distribution. And I know some people are still kind of behind the curve and still trying to figure it out um, because, you know, they had to kind of do it in, in record time. <laughs> and, you know, as, as we know, mm -hmm. sometimes it, this can be a multi-year long process and 
major projects have to be launched um, within these larger carriers and things like that. So I think that it's really awesome the way kind of Cowbell just really rose to the occasion, um, you know, when cyber attacks just really, truly increased, <laughs> you know, during the pandemic yeah. um, in 2020. And still, even now, you know, we're seeing it in the news almost every day. I'm getting a new alert about a new article, a new ransomware attack or, you know, and, and I think that it's really important that, you know, people truly understand kind of where Cowbell kind of falls in that. So I know you mentioned Cowbell Cyber in your research. What about Cowbell Cyber stood out to you? Well, first of all, you know, I cover InsureTech uh, like every quarter I'm writing reports on on that, um, like, I guess, that trend, right? I mean, InsureTech in general is something that clients are, or my clients are super interested in because like I said, we're so, we're so early days right now in, in terms of digital transformation across the industry. InsureTech, InsureTechs like Cowbell and the funding that uh, InsureTechs are getting helps to provide a, a, a bigger viewpoint to the market as, as to what's happening in the insurance space. And so you know, my reporting on the insurance, insurance, InsureTech space is really around that. I'm really about educating my clients on like where the fascination is, like who the drivers are, who the winners are, in, in this funding game. And so Cowboy, you guys got some large funding <laughs> a few quarters back. Um, and so that was a big reason why I, I think you guys came up in, in, our, in my reporting um, because again, you know, your early stages, uh, you're, you're getting funding because your model is in some way tested, right? I mean, it's, there's an allure about what you guys are bringing to the market. You talk about cyber. Cyber is certainly an area that is an emerging area. It's not like a, 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 a product line that is concentrated. We have, you only have a few number of, um, of major players that are actually in the cyberspace. But that being said, it's also a very challenging product to write. Like there are a lot of carriers that are even rethinking that they want to be in the cyber market just because of the, the, like the, the, the risks that are inherent to cyber right now. Your point is spot on. I mean, it's since the crisis and since we know people are working remote and we, we're, we're relying on data for a large amount of how we run our, our world now, the threat of cyber threat has certainly gotten exponentially bigger. And so that just means that, you know, there's going to be a need for innovation to come in and to figure some of this stuff out. How do we, how do we as an industry get to a point where we can evaluate cyber threat? We have more comp confidence in assessing that threat and then ultimately pricing that as an insurer. That's a big yeah. question right now. And so you know, I think the allure of uh, Cowbell was that. I mean, so here we are with a company um, that's, very, you know, that's playing in a very novel space, which is cyber, that's getting funding. That it piqued my interest tremendously. And it was a big reason why I wanted to feature uh, that funding round in, in that report that I wrote a couple quarters back. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I know it's definitely, definitely intriguing, especially because there are not a lot of companies who are in, uh, you know, this sector getting that type of funding. So I thought that was amazing as well when I saw that Cowbell had really, really stood out clearly to investors. So it just lets you know just how innovative the project the product is and how more investors are willing to get behind such a great product. And Alexis, I'll say one last thing on that, like this whole cyber um, uh, like issue, like the cyber, the emergence of cyber, right? 
the growth of cyber threat and crime. Like one of the predictions uh, we are making here at Forster, so we, you know, we have our annual predictions every year. We make five predictions on the upcoming year. One of them is that one of the major cyber writers is going to exit the business. Um, so we, we do think that there is um, like a lot of pricing pressure right now yeah. on insurers that are in the space to get the pricing right. But it's also an issue for them in terms of having the right data. And so our thinking is that we'll see one of the major players exit the business because of, of some some loss event. Uh, that's you know it's imminent right there's just no way we're going to mm-hmm. be able to prevent all um cyber cyber losses so so yeah i'm just saying that's one of the things that we're certainly looking at from a forester angle um is the like what, what does this emergence of cyber threat and the growth of that threat mean for insurers overall and then two you have to think about the customers the customers of the of the uh, in, insurers uh, you know the businesses uh the individuals they're going to need protection um, even the retail market is an area that I think is going to emerge in time uh, where people work in remote. Um, like the question becomes, who's responsible for that cyber threat? I, I work, I, I've been working, working remote for most of my professional career, so I would say 15 years easy. So I'm pretty comfortable in this environment. But for people that are less comfortable, um, that might need different le- levels of protection, is there an opportunity there too? So cyber is going to be something we're going to be watching from a forester lens for, for some time. And we're going to be, we're going to be writing about this and, and, and the things that we write about. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely a good note to add there. You know, one of the things that I love about the cowbell cyber product is the cowbell factors, that approach that we take, it really helps us to provide a more comprehensive, um, you know, policy for our policyholders. And that's one of the things that I think really makes us stand out in the industry. You know, being able to actually give a, a policyholder the exact coverage that they need, you know, nothing short of that. You know, I think that's that's really, really a, an awesome thing to see in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, so kind of digging into that a little bit more. So why is it important for agents to diversify their books of business and maybe do more business with more insure techs like Cowbell Cyber outside of the traditional carrier? Yeah, like I said, it's it's um, it's very few um, players in the cyber market. Right. I mean, I, I think that when you, so if, if I'm comparing cyber to, say, like auto insurance, personal auto you have a broad number or more competitive environment because you have so many more companies competing in that line of business. When you look at cyber, just, there aren't as many, right? So I think the customer wants choice. At least we see that in our data. And so if it's insure techs that are rising to enable that choice, to enable the agent to be able to provide a different level of service to a customer, they're going to want to know about these insure techs. They're going to want to want to have these insure techs plugging into their, their ecosystem. So, cause agents themselves are in, are, I mean, they're, they're, they're market facing businesses. I mean, they have balance sheets like the next company has yeah. they have financial statement like the next company have. So they have ambitions as well. And so for these uh, agents, yeah, having a just much more robust uh, ecosystem of providers around you can, can only do uh, only factor favorably in the long game, because now you have more options to offer your customers. Of course, you want those options to be valuable options, right? You want them to be good options. You want them to be safe companies um, that are are recognized by rating agencies as being, uh, you know, safe safe uh, 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 insurers. So, of course, you're going to want to have those things. But having a richer ecosystem around you that you can offer insurance through or from 
is certainly going to benefit agents as they look to the future and think about scaling their businesses. Definitely. So I know you mentioned earlier connected insurance. So let's talk a little bit about connected insurance and how Cowbell falls within that realm. Yeah, so connected insurance is, uh, is some research that I've been kicked, I picked off this year. Um, it's super, uh, it's a super big piece, a large piece of my research agenda for this year, 2020, 2021. Uh, the way I define it, um, just very high level, is it's IoT-enabled insurance that um, is, is real-time enabled and that really aligns insurance pricing to the actual underlying risk. Now, this, I said a lot in that. Uh, so the IoT piece, we're still developing that as an industry. The real-time component, still developing that. Um, if we look at, if we think about the industry holistically, um, you know, the application of connected insurance is relatively still early days. Like if you look at auto, if you look at life and health, if you think about some of the commercial lines, we're still really early days in terms of these types of solutions coming to market. But if you think about connected insurance from the lens of connecting experiences, then we're a little bit further along in that regard. And so if we're talking about connected insurance in that way, um, in terms of like how it elevates the customer experience, how it connects or personalizes, personalizes insurance through connected data, connected risk assessment, then you know I think we're a little bit more mature in that sense. And so I think Cowbell fits in very well in that way because I love how uh, Cowbell is, is bundling the uh, risk assessment piece with the actual insurance offering. Um, and so a big thing that I'm writing about this year too is in, like embedded insurance. It's a topic that keeps coming up. How does insurance become embedded in the, 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 the product design within the buying journey? So for example, mm -hmm. customers coming to Cowbell, they're coming to you to get a risk assessment um, and you're going to help them think about risk. You're going to help them think about ways to improve their positioning around that risk. Yeah. But attaching the insurance to that is, I, I love that because it's, super, it's a super smart way to simplify the buying journey. So a customer can come to you, um, you know, get this assessment, get this um, uh, evaluation to help them manage the cyber threat, but then get an insurance that's reflecting that. And, and so that is, is, in essence, a really good definition of connected insurance. It's insurance that's connected to, in, 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 this, in this sense, a risk assessment. And so there is really no better way to define connected insurance than that relationship. Like your, your risk goes up, your premium goes up, your risk comes down, your premium comes down. Mm -hmm. That's a direct correlation. It's a clear correlation, right? And a customer can see that. And so that is really what I'm trying to get to in my research, a world where insurance is that transparent and is that clear to a customer what they're buying. Yeah, definitely. You know, that, that definitely kind of makes me think about the connectors and the cowbell factors and how each and every factor really kind of breaks down that risk analysis and really, really, really helps that policyholder, you know, be able to have that comprehensive coverage that they need. So that's really good to know that cowbell cyber is on the right path to connected insurance. And we're already kind of ahead of our time, which is great. Um, so, you know, just kind of thinking about the insure tech industry, what's exciting and what's not that you think is coming up in the industry that we should be looking out for? Yeah, um, insure tech, it's, I'm thinking about the latter part of that question. I can't think of anything that's not exciting right now about insure tech. Um, 
you know, it's a topic I've been covering since I've been here at Forrester. I've watched a rise in funding. Um, so one of the things we reported in our last, our last uh, report, which is the third quarter report of 2021, was that funding through the first three quarters of this year has already equaled what we saw in 2020 and 2019. So wow. let's think about that for a second. The first three quarters of this year, we've already reached the level of funding we saw combined in 2019 and 2020. Wow. So there is a lot, of, yeah, a lot of interest right now in InsureTech. Um, and the companies that are getting funding are varied, right? It's not like a certain type of companies getting funding. Like when I first kicked this research off like three years ago, we'll start reporting on it. Uh, I, I saw that digital insurers, which are companies that are really focusing on digitizing how insurance is sold, um, they were getting the bulk of funding. So I mean, most of the funding was going to those types of companies. The enablers of of, um, of improvement, which, which are companies that are more, you know, back end, you know, you don't really see these companies. They're just enabling uh, value chain efficiency. Uh, these companies weren't, weren't getting as much funding. They weren't, they weren't as loved in the market um, as the digital insurers. And so you saw a lot of these companies going public. Um, you know, they had, you know, nice funding rounds. They went public and some of them succeeded, some of them, you know, have somewhat somewhat faltered if you want to look at the, the valuations of those companies as an indicator of success. Um, but the point is, a lot of those digital insurers were going public. And so you know, there's an increasing fascination around those companies, which we saw that in, in SureTech funding, they got most of it. But now what we see is there's there's been a shift somewhat. Like there's a, a still a lot of funding going to the digital insurers because um, I think there's still a lot of fascination there. But there's a lot of funding now going to the enablers of, of, of improvement. So companies that are more back office um, positioned mm. that are helping insurers digitize, right? And so like AI platforms, customer analytics platforms, these digital insurance platforms, which are things that I'm writing a lot about this year, um, they all are getting a lot of interest because, again, we're early days in insurance digital transformation. Yeah. Uh, much of the focus, say the past 10 years, has always been around modernizing the, uh, the legacy systems. But now what we're seeing is there's an increasing focus on the front end capability. So the capability that, that a customer experiences, the customers, what they see when they're picking up their mobile phone, there's a lot more emphasis on those capabilities now. So there's a lot happening in InsureTech. And so, um, you know, I, I can't think of anything that's not exciting right now. I think it's, it's mostly a very exciting time to be in the InsureTech space. Definitely. Definitely. You know, I, I, I definitely want to say, you know, since... February 2020, when I kind of heard you doing your presentation all about digital distribution and insurtechs, you know, and all, and even what you just said then, you know, it just really made me feel honored to be a part of such a forward thinking portion of the industry and being in this insurtech space, because literally some of the things that you just said, you know, the AI powered, um, those companies, and then the ones who are doing, who have the digital platforms, all those things describe Cowbell Cyber. So I feel honored to be a part of a company that is really forward thinking and being innovative at their approach to the insurance market and bringing something different. And that's actually, you know, answering the call for a lot of the problems um, that the industry is seeing. So that's really, really great to hear that, you know, Cowbell Cyber is literally in the number to be one of those companies to look out for. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm certainly going to keep my eyes on your funding because <laughs> uh, it's one of the things that I track. Um, you know, I was I was speaking with a client today, and they were he was asking me a question about uh, like just the state of the industry and you know maturity of insure tax. Um, and you know, I, I do think that there's a lot of excitement right now. Like like we talk about emerging uh, like technology like natural uh, language processing, art, of course, artificial intelligence is the overarching theme with, when you think about uh, the mechanics of, of data and in, in sequencing that data in a way that draws insight. Um, the, all this emerging technology, the cloud, like there's a lot of allure around it. These are topics that have been around for years, mm -hmm. but what they mean for insurers now is clear. I think that the, like the platforms that we see in the market that are enabling this are clear. And so it's, it's, it's a little bit less confusion for uh for companies now to build these capabilities whereas say 10 years ago i think it was you know a lot more focus on say the core of the business and less about the ex externalities of the business um and so now we're seeing that shift we've seen that shift and we, we've seen that these uh these um, these technology driven companies like like uh, cowbell yeah. who are really elevating that within the architecture of who they are are helping to usher this in um helping to transform the way things are, 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 are packaged in, in the industry, the way things are, the way the customer experiences uh, the insurance life cycle. And so that's why I'm so excited about InsureTech. I, I certainly think it's a good time. We're early and I can't wait to see what comes out of this, this, this trend in the next say couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what would you say is the most interesting trend um, when it comes to cyber insurance um, for 2021? Well, you know, I think it's, I think it's the most interesting trend for cyber. It has to be um, the one we, if I make a prediction, it has to be one of them, a trend that, or a point that gets to the opportunity. Um, I think it's more of a trend around data or using analytics to forecast better. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm articulating that, but that's a big issue right now for cyber, right? I think that cyber right now suffers from having the right type of data. Like if, if you think about like auto again, you got hundreds of years of data. I mean, dating back to the, the, the Ford Model T, right? You had, now I'm not saying insurers are going that far back, but there's a track record of data behind that particular product line. Cyber, we just don't have that rich history. And so I think uh, the one trend I would want to be looking at is how do we deploy technology in a way to get really smart about identifying the risk. Um, and so mm. companies that are able to do that are just positioning, uh, positioning for the future because we can't, we can't just make up data. I mean, it's <laughs> the data. If we don't have the data, we don't have the Definitely. data. So it becomes right. So we have to be able to forecast things. And so I think that's the trend I would want to watch for uh, cyber overall. But if I talked about um, the industry, like the insurance industry in general, though, I think that there's a um, excitement that I I see right now around this this notion of the reemergence of the of, of, of customer obsession. Yeah. Um, I think that before the crisis, before the pandemic, we had as an industry shifted away from the customer. I mean, I think that metrics like revenue growth and cost uh, focus or cost optimization took took uh, were, were higher priorities. But now I think post-pandemic, uh, the customer has risen to the top. And so this, this applies to cyber insurance. This applies to all lines of business. Mm -hmm. I think that this, this reemergence of customer focus 
is a trend I'm certainly watching as well, because I think it means different things for different lines of business. Wow. We're talking about cyber. It means that risk assessment becomes a bigger part of the insurance offering. And you guys are already kind of there. And so I think that that reemergence of, of the customer obsession is certainly one I would want to watch as well. Okay, good. Good to know. Good to know. So, um, you know, how can our listeners access your research and connect with you, Jeffrey? Yeah, so, uh, you know, a quick answer to that one, I think you, you can visit me at, on farforester.com. Um, just do a search for, for me, Jeffrey Williams, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y Williams. Uh, you can find me there. You can also see my research. So if you're a customer, you can access that research. If not a customer, I would advise you to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, certainly follow, find me, same name, Jeffrey uh, Williams on LinkedIn, and we can start a conversation there. All right, perfect. So, Jeffrey, are there any remaining thoughts you want to leave with our audience today on the industry or just in general? Yeah, I think that if I, if I had a closing, which I do, apparently, um, I would say that <laughs> I would say that we're in a really good time right now. Um, you know, insurance insurance is perceived to be uh, like like not sexy or unsexy. Um, I see it differently. I think that right now it's a good time to be in this sector. Um, there are a lot of really smart companies coming to market. Cyber, uh, Cowbell, Cowbell Cyber is an example of that. I think there's a lot of platform providers coming to market that are enabling transformation across the customer journey, across the, uh, the insurance value chain that are worth consideration. So it's really a good time to be a part of this insurance digital transformation no better time that I can think of in, 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 in the past, say, 10, 15 years. So really glad to be have, having, really glad you invited me here, Alexis, to talk about this. I certainly would love to continue the conversation with not just Cowbell um, and Cyber, but for anyone listening, if, if you're interested in, in having a deeper understanding of what I'm writing about these days, certainly reach out to me. I would love to have that conversation. Yes, we love it. We love it. And Jeffrey, we just want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with our Cowbellers on the Cowbell Factors podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Tune in next week for another episode of the Cowbell Factors podcast. Hit the subscribe button for updates and new episodes available on all podcast platforms. For more information about our cyber insurance products or to learn how to get appointed with Cowbell Cyber, visit cowbell.insure. Cyber insurance made easy. See you next week.